Hi there, I'm Sue Elvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 162. And today I'd like to share a story with you that's called When We Reach Crisis Point. You might know that it has been quite a few weeks since I last sat down and recorded a podcast episode. So where have I been? Well, you will know the answer to that question if you read my blog. And if you don't, all will become clear once I've told you the story when we reach crisis point. And this is that story. The other day, I heard some words to this effect. Only when the pain that it takes to remain the same outweighs the pain that it takes to change are we finally willing to make some decisions and act. We might be aware that things aren't right. We know we should make some changes, but we put off doing this. Maybe we're hoping things will get better. We'll cope. We don't want to give in. Perhaps change will involve facing the unknown. It might seem easier to stay where it's safe. But then a day arrives when we know we've reached crisis point. We have to act. The pain involved with change is less than the pain we're enduring at the moment. And that's where I am right now. I've got to make some changes because I can't continue what I've been doing. It's too hard. Unfortunately, I think I can do everything, and I can do it all by myself. I've always been that way. I was the young mother who had a reputation for having an immaculate house, despite having a baby and a toddler and no help. Of course, having the cleanest house of all my friends involved a lot of sacrifices. I had to use every spare moment that my children were asleep, not for resting, but for keeping up appearances. There is no doubt that I was proud of my ability to seemingly do everything alone. I wasn't like my friends who were still in their pyjamas halfway through the day, whose houses were strewn from one end to the other with toys and abandoned clothes, who always had sinks full of dishes waiting to be washed. No, if you'd come to my house unannounced, you'd have been welcomed into a clean and tidy house and offered fresh coffee and newly baked cakes, served by a bleary-eyed mother. But it's not likely you'd have visited me. Hardly anyone ever turned up on my doorstep without first telling me. Being prepared for possible visitors was a waste of time and energy. I knew that. But I still cleaned instead of resting. I felt I had to. As I said, I had a reputation to uphold. How I wish I hadn't gone along that pathway. I just wanted to be like my friends who weren't trying to be perfect, but instead were focusing only on what was important. You won't be surprised to hear that one day I cracked. The burden was too much. The pain of staying where I was outweighed the pain of changing. I changed. Years later, I've reached another crisis point. I know I have to make some changes. 
This time, the situation has nothing to do with babies, toddlers, and clean houses, but it's still about how I'm spending my time. I know I can no longer use every spare moment away from my family to blog, podcast, write books, make videos, answer messages and emails, edit photos, and post on Instagram. I'm tired. Some days I just want to announce that I'm finished, I'm moving on. Instead of sharing thoughts about unschooling, I want to read books and watch movies, drink coffee and just have fun. So I decide that's what I'm going to do. But then I think, Sue, you'll soon get bored. Don't throw away everything you've worked on for the past nine years. Keep going. And this seems sensible. I've got two newly published unschooling books that need promoting. I've built up a good audience for my podcast. I'm even gathering followers on Instagram. Why throw all that away? I need to keep striving for real success. Or is success not very important? I think about what I'm trying to do. Get lots of followers, sell lots of books, gain fame? No, I just want to spread the unschooling message in the best way I can, in a way that doesn't make me feel overwhelmed, that allows me time to enjoy life. Because I no longer want to spend every available minute working on my computer. So, what am I going to do? I'm going to make some changes. Although I love podcasting, I'm taking a break from recording. It takes me most of a day to make each episode. I have to plan, record, edit, check, upload and write show notes and a blog post, find photos and make graphics. For the past two or three weeks, I haven't been able to face doing all of that. Also, I think I'm going to delete my Instagram account. Did you notice how I said, I think? I wish I could be more decisive. It would be a lot easier to leave Instagram behind if I hadn't made so many friends there and hadn't had lots of interesting, unschooling conversations with them. I have to keep reminding myself of the downside of social media. I'm posting on a platform which belongs to Instagram, not me. I'm spending a lot of time creating content for someone else. This would be okay if it benefited me. But Instagram controls who sees my photos and sometimes that means that not many of my followers actually see my posts. Some days I wonder if all the effort of using social media is worth it. But that beautiful grid of photos is hard to let go of. And there's always the hope that I'll spread my message far and wide because everyone is on Instagram. If we want the world to know about our work, we need social media. Or so the experts say. But I'm thinking of ignoring the experts' advice 
I'm not going to play by the rules. I'm going to do things my way, which might not seem very sensible. Instead of podcasting or posting on Instagram, I'm just going to write a few blog posts and work on my next book. At least for now. And I'm going to ask for help, which I wasn't good at doing when my kids were small. Do most of us like to think we can do everything by ourselves? So if you found any of my posts helpful, will you share them? And if you've read my books, Curious Unschoolers and Radical Unschool Love, and enjoyed them, would you mind telling people about them? Together we can spread the unschooling message by word of mouth. Five-star ratings and reviews on Amazon would help too. Here's a recent review of my book, Curious Unschoolers, written by S. from Iowa. As I told Sue, this is a wonderful balm to help my anxiousness rest. What a beautiful testimony to the beauty of a family who unschools. It truly is a family endeavour, not just mum or dad and the kids, and certainly not just the kids on their own. As Sue says, that would be unparenting. Sue treats the subject of unschooling as lifelong learning throughout her book with a depth of kindness and love that you do not often see elsewhere. Despite the book's length, it is an easy read that you can pick up and leave as you can fit it into your day or week or month. It is not a how-to book with specific do-this ways to unschool each day. Unschooling is a way of life, and Sue demonstrates that perfectly in this book. Thank you, S. And at the end of that post... I added something extra. I've been doing this recently with my blog posts, thinking of a few other things that might interest you if you've read my post and would like to know more. So this extra thing that goes with this blog post is a podcast, a podcast episode 71, and it's called Tired and Difficult Days. And in that episode, I talked about my early mothering days when I made myself overtired by not resting, by spending all my available free time while my children were asleep, cleaning the house and getting ready for possible but not probable visitors. So you might have already have listened to that episode, episode 71, Tired and difficult days. So yes, I reached crisis point. I felt that something had to change. And to give myself more time, more breathing space, I decided not to podcast for a while. And I haven't been on Instagram for quite a few weeks. So what am I doing back here podcasting again? Well, I miss podcasting, I guess. I had a break and then I thought about it. Do I really want to give podcasting away completely? And I think the answer is no. But I do want to maybe podcast less often or 
make shorter episodes, do things a little bit easier. Because as I said in that post, it can take me a whole day to make a podcast episode. Of course, I've got other things to do in my day, but every spare moment of my day that's not spent driving girls to work or doing the chores or going for a run, yes, the only other thing I usually get accomplished on a Friday is make a podcast episode. It became rather a burden. The days passed too quickly, and before I knew it, it was Friday morning again, and I'd have to sit down and record another episode and I started not to enjoy doing this. What was I going to speak about? How was I going to get it all done really quickly? Yes, a big stress. Now this isn't the only podcast episode that I have made since episode 161. No, this is the third version of podcast episode 162. I've had a lot of trouble recently with my mics and also with my uh, software, the program that I use to record the audio file. I had been using my fabulous Yeti mic and yes, I connected it up to my computer and used Audacity. But for some reason, I have had a lot of problems recently. Every single file has had a whining noise and I haven't been able to get rid of that. And it's not just a matter of getting rid of the background noise. The whining is associated with my voice. I have come to the conclusion that my Yeti mic isn't as fabulous as I thought. So today I'm trying a new setup. I'm using Imogen's mic, the one that she uses when she records songs, when she's singing. And I've connected it up to GarageBand. I've got a new computer. My old one was getting very, very slow and it was very frustrating to use. One day I got over frustrated and my husband Andy said, to my daughter Sophie, go and do some research Sophie, go and have a look at Apple MacBooks, I want to buy one for mum, she needs a new computer. And that's what they did, they researched Apple MacBooks and before I knew it one had been ordered, a few days later it arrived in the post. And using it has been fabulous but it has provided me with a lot of learning. Yes, I've had to learn how to use a lot of different programs. And one of those programs is GarageBand. I'm not sure that I've actually got the hang of it yet, but I've got the basics, I think. And so I've hooked up Imogen's mic to my MacBook and I'm recording through GarageBand. And I'm hoping that this time I'll end up with a file that is worth uploading And yes, I can put it online and you can listen to it. I think I'm going to be very frustrated if I listen to this when I finish recording and decide that I'm going to have to throw the whole file away a third time. So I'm going to make this episode fairly short just in case I am once again wasting my time. But yes, I hope it's okay. Now, what am I going to be talking about in future episodes? 
I think it would be easier if I based the next few podcast episodes around some blog posts. And maybe I could share some of the stories out of my books, Curious Unschoolers and Radical Unschool Love. So I wonder what you think of this idea. Will you listen in if I share some stories? Yes, I want to make things a little bit easier for myself, at least for a while. So I do have a story to share with you today from my book, Radical Unschool Love. But before I finish with when we reach crisis point, I'd just like to say a few words about Instagram. As I said, I haven't been on Instagram for quite some time. And I think that I will end up deleting my account. Now, one of the things I've done recently is create Unschoolgram on my blog. What is Unschoolgram? Well, it's my version of Instagram. But of course, there's only one person in my feed and that's me. I don't have any followers. I don't follow anybody. Now, I created Unschoolgram so that I can transfer all my Instagram posts and photos from Instagram to my blog. I don't want to lose them when I delete my account. Yes, I'm claiming back all my unschooling stories, my thoughts, my ideas, and my photos, everything that I have posted over the last few years. I want it back. And I want a record of it somewhere. Because I think that there are are lots of useful things in my Instagram feed. It would be a shame if they were deleted completely, never to be read or seen again. So I have created Unschoolgram and gradually I am copying and pasting all those posts from Instagram to my blog. Yes, I haven't got any followers, of course. I don't think any of my followers from Instagram are going to come over to my blog and follow my Unschoolgram posts because I want to keep posting. Anything that I would previously have put on Instagram, I now want to put on Unschoolgram. The reason I like Instagram is because it is quick and easy. I can share a few thoughts, a short story. Just something that doesn't take me a long time to put together. And I can share all that with a a photo, just upload a photo, quick and easy, no pressure whatsoever. Writing a blog post takes a lot more time. So I would like to replicate that Instagram experience on my blog. If I've only got a short thought or one or two ideas that I want to share with my readers, I am going to post them on Unschoolgram rather than go to the effort of making a blog post out of them. Maybe this will encourage me to share all those thoughts that I note down and when I have them, yeah, because I'm continually having new thoughts. But sometimes turning them into blog posts, yes, that doesn't happen. It takes too much time and I don't have that time always. Now, I wrote a short post on Unschoolgram about Instagram, and that's what I'd like to share with you next. The title of the post is, Do You Ever Yearn for More Silence in Your Life? And I wrote it on the 17th of October, 
2019. You might know that I'm considering deleting my Instagram account. It's a hard decision to make because I love the Instagram unschooling community. I've made lots of friends and had many interesting discussions on Instagram. So why am I thinking of leaving? I've already shared a few thoughts in the blog post when we reach crisis point. Apart from not being able to keep up with the many things I'm involved with, I said that I don't want to create any more posts on someone else's platform that few people will see because I'm not very good at playing the social media algorithm game. I'd prefer to take control and post my thoughts here on my blog. But there's another reason that I'm reluctant to keep posting on Instagram. It's all to do with noise. A couple of weeks ago, after I'd posted something here on my blog, I considered posting the same photo and words on Instagram. Maybe I was missing everyone. Perhaps I felt guilty because I've had lots of new Instagram followers but haven't posted any new photos. Could I also have been missing all those likes and comments? Anyway, I headed over to Instagram, but before I uploaded my photo, I thought I'd catch up with everyone's posts. I looked and read and scrolled, and then after a few minutes, I'd had enough. I backed carefully out of Instagram and closed the app without posting a photo. I've been trying to create more silence in my life. I know that if I return to Instagram, life will get noisy again. Silence gives us opportunities to think, to listen properly, to pray, to find out what we're supposed to be doing, to do good work that might make a difference. I find it hard to be silent when social media posts bombard me continuously. It's so easy to get swept along in the noisy feed. So, despite missing my friends, I don't think I'll return to Instagram. I wonder if anyone else ever has trouble with the noisy internet. Perhaps I'm creating a source of noise of my own by blogging. Am I another voice in the crowd shouting, Listen to me, read my posts, think about this, and look at that? It's possible. I'll have to be silent and think about it some more. And then I posted a photo. It is of my husband Andy checking the sundial that we discovered in a local open garden. And I said, is it telling the correct time? It took us a bit of time to work out the time. Sundials belong to a much quieter era, don't they? And at the very end of that post, I said, at the moment I'm reading Cardinal Robert Sarah's, or, or is that Cardinal Robert Sarah's book, The Power of Silence. Have you read it? Yes, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce that name. I think different people pronounce it in different ways. The wonderful thing about Unschoolgram compared to Instagram is that all my links are clickable. You can go from my blog to whatever I am linking to, yet just with one click of the mouse. And book links, 
they come up with previews. So there is a book cover image of The Power of Silence and it says buy on Amazon or share. Also there is a link for the free preview. Now whenever I put a link to a blog post on Unschoolgram, uh, there is also a preview. A photo comes up and there are the introductory words of the blog post. So I've been linking in some of my blog posts, videos, uh, podcasts and other things to my Unschoolgram posts. So that's why I think Unschoolgram is better than Instagram. But of course I don't have any followers. But maybe my blog readers would like to go back through my posts. Yes, people that haven't been following me on Instagram could read all my old Unschoolgram posts because they are new content. And if people come to my blog to read my recent blog posts, maybe they can check out Unschoolgram at the same time. See if I have posted anything new. So that's some thoughts on when we reach crisis point. You might not have reached crisis point as far as podcasting and blogging go. Maybe you don't blog or podcast, but maybe you have reached crisis point in other areas of your life. As I said in my blog post earlier, I reached a crisis point when I had a baby and a toddler and, and I tried to keep a perfect home. I also reached a crisis point when I had a baby and a toddler and older children and was trying to homeschool and look after my little ones at the same time. Yes, I was trying to fulfill other people's expectations, try and do everything as other people wanted me to do. And I suppose trying to do them as I thought I should be doing them. Wasn't it my duty to keep up with all those expectations? And then one day I reached a crisis point. If you have read my story, Time to Unschool, you will know all about that moment. I knew I had to make some changes. And I did. And those changes led us to unschooling. Maybe you're in a similar situation. Is it time to think about making some changes in your life? It might seem scary. You might be heading out into the unknown. But crisis points can become turning points. Things could get better, a whole lot better. So now onto my book, Radical Unschool Love. The story that I have chosen to share with you today is actually one of the introductory stories. I've shared some of the stories from my book before, but not this one. I passed over Sue Elvis, an interview. The reason I am choosing this story today is because I've had quite a lot of new followers. And I thought it's been a long time since I introduced myself properly. Maybe this is a good way. Also, when you get to the end, you will hear that I am asking for help. That ties in very well with the end of the blog post when we reach crisis point. You will see what I mean 
when you've heard the story. So I guess I should read it out to you. I receive an email. Sue, I saw your book. It's fantastic. And it's now on Kindle. You're going to be famous. Can we meet for coffee? I'd like to interview you. Octavia. Octavia? I scratch my head for a moment or two, and then I smile. The email must be from Octavia Latte, the most famous book reviewer on the internet. Octavia has the power to make or break an author, and she wants to interview me. What sort of questions will Octavia ask me? Perhaps I should get prepared. Jot down a few notes. I start typing. What's your name? Sue Elvis. Any relation to Elvis Presley? No, but I am married to a superstar, Andy Elvis. How old are you? I'm about 30 on the inside. My outside looking a bit older. Where do you live? In a happy, messy, around-the-edges home that's surrounded by the beautiful Australian bush in a village somewhere south of Sydney. How many children do you have? More than I expected, and less than I expected. Andy and I have eight children. Our eldest child is Felicity, who was born in 1987. And our youngest is Gemma Rose, who joined our family in 2004. Duncan, Callum, Imogen, Charlotte, Thomas and Sophie fall somewhere in between. More than you expected? Oh yes. Once upon a time, I had my own ideas about my life. I wanted to be in total control of it. I thought I'd have maybe three or four children. But unexpectedly, I had more. Somehow, a lot of unexpected things happened. Thomas died, and so did seven of our unborn babies. But other things happened too. For example, I never expected to become a Catholic. Catholic? Yes, I said I'd never become a Catholic. Somehow I did. But don't let that put you off. I'm really quite normal. Well, actually, I'm not. But I'll get to that in a moment. What are you passionate about? What do you like to do? Writing. I love it. Except for those times when I hate it, when inspiration disappears and my words stop singing. I say, I'm never going to write again. But I always do. Somehow I can't give it up. I might be addicted. What do you write about? I write about what I know, my family, my life. Sometimes I turn that into children's fiction. Other times I share personal stories on my blog. I especially like writing about unschooling. Unschooling? Isn't that a bit weird? Are you a bit weird? Oh, yes, definitely. But I love being this way. So does my family. 
Why be like everyone else? You know what? I'd like everyone to unschool. I suppose we wouldn't be different if everyone joined us. But that's okay. I want everyone to experience the love and joy of this way of life. That's why I write about it. Words are flowing. I've got lots to say. Then I hear a ding. An email notification. Perhaps it's Octavia again. I smile. I open my inbox. Sue, I got the wrong book. And the wrong Sue. I won't be interviewing you after all. Sorry about the mix-up. Octavia. The wrong book? The wrong Sue? I'm not going to be famous. My heart sinks to the bottom of my Doc Martin boots. But after a moment or two, I sigh with relief. How would I have coped with fame? All those parties and other publicity events. I shudder at the thought. You see, I'm an introvert. Yes, fame just wouldn't have suited me. But what about my writing? Don't I want people to read it? Oh, yes, I do. I want to share the unschooling message with as many people as possible. How will I do that without Octavia Latte's help? Well, perhaps someone will read one of my books and enjoy it. She or he might tell someone else who might tell someone else. Word of mouth, you know. Maybe after reading this book, you'll tell someone about it. I hope you do. So as you probably noticed, I like to incorporate a little bit of fiction into my non-fiction stories sometimes. Yes, liven them up. Get a little bit creative with my writing. But there's no such person as Octavia Latte. But it was fun to imagine her and to tell people more about who I am and my family by inventing an interview that I did with Octavia. There's a few other stories in Radical Unschool Love where I've done similar things. I have a pretend friend, Amina. You might be familiar with her if you are a blog post reader. Amina is a very useful friend. I can put words in her mouth. I can tell very personal stories using Amina's words. Who's to know whether they're Amina's words, a different person's words, or my words. Yes, Amina is a wonderful pretend friend. So I wonder if you have read my books, Curious Unschoolers and Radical Unschool Love. If you have, and you have enjoyed them, would you consider telling other people about them? If you are on social media, would you share the links? Would you consider writing reviews on Amazon? Well, I hope you will consider doing that. The reviews don't have to be very long. Just a couple of sentences, a little bit more if you feel inclined. But yes, every review helps spread the word not only about my books, but about unschooling. Yes, wouldn't it be great if everybody unschooled? We could all be weird together.
So I guess I have come to the end of episode 162. I will put some show notes together. You'll be able to find those on my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family. You can find Unschool Gram on my blog as well. And as I have probably already said, you can find my books on Amazon. I would love it if you stopped by my blog and said hello. Perhaps you would like to comment on this podcast episode. Maybe you have a story to share about reaching crisis point. What do you think about me sharing some of my blog posts in this podcast? How about some stories from my books? I would like to thank you for listening to this episode. And until next time, don't forget to trust, respect and love unconditionally. Unconditionally.